0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast.
1: The content of this episode of The Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outerloop Group. Go to outerloop.group/youtube to subscribe. For Outerloop Coaching's free 7 Steps to Getting Signed PDF, please visit Outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. Derek, with, um, uh, it's funny because I was going to want to dive into, okay, Spotify. All right, now let's talk about YouTube. Now let's talk about... but And that's not the way to go So because uh, what Mike's saying, I think, really kind of nails it. With your clients, um, uh, there are some bands that seem to have really embraced the music video uh, more than others, perhaps. You know, like Dance captain and Dance has got amazing, elaborate, at least by appearances, expensive-looking videos. Um, you know, and there's guys like Oliver Tree who've got tens of millions, hundreds of millions of views for their for his very expensive videos. What, what is the sort of um, uh, the balance there between a budget for a music video versus uh, when you might not yet have those views? Is, oh. it, does it correlate?
2: Well, listen, I, I mean, you raised a, a, a very interesting point that I could just give you in in terms of Dance, Gavin, Dance, and I think this is actually just, you know, indicative of what's going on in the world right now. They do have some very um, solidly budgeted videos that are very visual and they, they're great. They're excellent videos. Um, But due to what we're dealing with right now, they have an album coming out and they still had a a need to uh, make some videos uh, to further promote songs. And um, coincidentally, a video that we just put out that's having a really high amount of views and doing quite well is that we were able to get fan submitted videos of them following a theme of keeping clean, keeping hygienic and you know we had hundreds and hundreds of submissions the label went through and edited them all down and got the you know the the fans to sign the waivers so that we could legally put them out there was no issues and we put that video out i believe it was last week or close enough to it and that's getting just just as good as a response you know in terms of viewers and people getting excited about it and that was done with a much more minimal budget than uh, a higher-end budget uh, video. So maybe that's to speak for the times that are going on right now, and that's the best that we could do because we were not able to do a full production. Um, That's not to say we stopped doing full production videos, but it's just interesting to see. Right now, given the circumstances that we're under and the resources that we had, we were able to put together something really cool and unique and creative, and it reacted
1: very well. Eddie, with the videos, either on YouTube, music videos, or just video in general as a medium, uh, how do you need to align it with everything else inside the marketing strategy
0: for an artist? I think the important part about videos today, because you don't—the only platform for it to go on is 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 YouTube or the internet or whatever it is. There's no there's no MTV anymore or VH1, so these things have really quick burns. And I think if you don't hit it at the right moment, you put it out too soon, you lose your biggest asset. You lose your biggest tool to market the record, to market the band. And a lot of times I see artists go day in at the same time as the song coming out. And I don't think that that gives them, you know, the fan base enough time to marinate with the song and learn it and really become familiar. That's why I like to space it out. Um, And I think when you space it out and the fan base has already consumed the song and they get it, Watching the video is just that much better.
1: And how about, like, what's the difference between marketing the video versus marketing the album that the video is supposed to be marketing for? You get my question there? Uh,
0: I mean, I think they all fit into the same packaging, right? You know, you're ultimately marketing a video is the same, in my opinion, it's, it's similar to marketing. You're streaming on Spotify, you're streaming on Apple uh or any other dsp because it all counts towards the consumption number so you look at i look at a video the same way i would a spotify playlist or a stream or anything that way and then you know tying back into the to the you know the album launch of course you want the video to to fit the aesthetic of the album and the band
1: yeah mike is is live streaming during uh, the lockdown is that working
3: well, I can't tell you. I don't have anybody who's live streaming, uh, frankly. We've we've opted, you know, uh, with Ice Nine Kills to kind of do the the slower, longer play. We've got some initiatives that we've been um, working on and, and some content that we've been sitting on. So it hasn't been a priority. Uh, I've seen some artists really uh, seem to capitalize on it, I think you know the question is for everybody is how are the artists going to make money so i've watched you know certain bands start to put it behind a pay- a paywall you know whether that's a patreon or something else and you know i think every action is intended to get attention and you know live streaming briefs well but when everybody's doing it and you just go back into the competitive phase of you know everything else like you know, you go to Spotify, and if you're a no-name artist or you're an artist without much of a, you know, uh, a jumping-off point, it's really hard to get attention. It's sort of the same thing here with live streaming. So, you know, what we're concentrating on doing is is you know timing it so it's got the most impact, not only to uh, serve our fans who are patiently waiting, but also to potentially you know help us with the streamer revenue that's been lost by by touring
1: tim i saw you nodding while uh mike is saying uh, uh, about making money is yeah. it making money in 2020 or is it about making money in 2021
4: <laughs> i think it's a combination of both we just had a pretty established artist um do a live stream behind the paywall and it was very very successful uh, we're really we were really happy with the performance but you know it's an artist on its sixth album um you know that's a little different than a new artist who is developing. I would say for developing artists, for new artists, you can go on Instagram and, and and do a guitar lesson. You can we're having another band doing a Netflix watch party where the they're just watching a movie with their fans. Um, you know, I, I I think it I I think and I think this is the challenge right now is staying connected with your fans when you can't tour. And if I'm a band like the one I like, talk, talked about, there's opportunities for them. They should be seeking those out, and I'm sure they are. You know, for the newer bands, I think it is getting in the faces of the fans you have. Tell them to share. Tell them to, sh- you know, play my guitar lick. Share this with somebody. You know, I, 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 there's no right answer right now. But, uh, you know, I think you, each band is going to try and find its way. And it's, re- it's, it's a really tough period, I, I think.
1: Absolutely. Derek, it seems like probably your acts are on all different stages of album cycles, etc. where some of your artists, perhaps this couldn't be timed better and others it couldn't be timed worse, like Dance, Gavin and Dance. Uh, so uh, how, how are what are you communicating with them? What are you telling them between the artists who it times well for for those who don't?
2: Um, well, look, you, you know, um, <laughs> we had no control over any of this, um, but yes, it was some bad timing for sure. But, you know, in terms of those artists that do have albums coming out in the very immediate future, uh, we made the decision to, can I curse on this? I guess, uh, just, you know, uh, <laughs> sorry. Absolutely. We made the decision to just be like, you know, fuck it. We're going forward and we're going to release these albums. These are what the fans are waiting for. Um, a huge component of the physical part and the touring part are completely taking out. Everybody recognizes that. And we're coming up with all the ways, best ways possible that we can still have a successful release. Um, and this is for a few artists that I have that will definitely be putting albums out when the possibility of retail and touring are not in the mix at all. And um we feel it's better service it's a better service to the fans to have the music come out. Um, they're still going to listen to it. It's probably going to be on different ways that we anticipated um so that's every band that i work with that is coming that has material that's supposed to come out um, during the shutdown they're still moving forward with it um as far as artists that didn't have releases um planned at least now for this period however long that may be um it's a great time for them to continue to write record there's no big pressure on them the touring again is taken out of the equation um i think it'll I think after all this is said and done, there's going to be a lot of great music coming out for a lot of people, a lot of bands. It's going to be fantastic. And I think the live touring is going to be that much more robust. I mean, I, I do think there's going to be a big bottleneck and it's going to be kind of like, shit, let We go. Uh, there's shows every night, but it's going to eventually, you know, unbottle. And I really think a lot of people are going to take live music for granted, like they may have
4: before. I think it might change. I think it might change some consumption habits too, like because you can't go to a store. I think it's going to actually help grow streaming too. Right. No, now. I
2: agree with that. In the, I think I was more talking about like once this is over, like when people are having such a dire outlook. I think yeah. once this is over and cleared, I think the, I personally think the music business is going to come back that much more stronger. But for right now, I agree with you. Also, it, it is. Yeah um there's going to be a a equal amount of consumption it's just different how it's going to be consumed yeah exactly
1: tim anything different that you're communicating to your acts about depending on whether they're mid album cycle or outside of album cycle right now
4: um i think we're trying to create more content you know like that's been the one thing we're trying to especially if you're if we're heading towards a release we're trying to this is the time for you to go and re- record your drum lessons and record your guitar lessons. And um, are you a gamer? Make your Twitch channel now while you're home. Like let's, 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 let's get everything either set up and, and, and for some artists it's actually take, it's a time to take a breath and also figure out, is there some a way we could be more effective? Um, so it, it I, it depends on the artist, but but yeah, we're 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 trying to take this time to um, get our ducks in a row in a lot of in a lot of places where it was nonstop. Eddie, did it did this lockdown really change things up for
1: you and your clients, or uh, or are you able to uh, skate through this relatively okay?
0: I it changed it up a great deal and it made it a lot more interesting. You know, um, a lot of our clients relied heavily on touring and that was a big marketing driver. And now that that's gone, it's giving us the freedom to be more creative with other marketing drivers that they may have said no to, uh, had they just been on the road doing the typical, you know, album cycle.
1: Awesome. Mike, I gotta leave you with uh, some final thoughts on that. Uh, anything you want to add to as far as like the value of marketing, perhaps we're all everybody's recognizing it a little bit more when it's, uh, when touring has gone away.
4: I mean, I
3: think for me, like the takeaway really is, you know, everybody as Derek pointed out, you know, this is happening to everybody at the same time. So no matter what uh, is occurring, I mean, this does allow us to sort of take these fresh looks at things, as Tim said, either guys get a breather or as Eddie said, you know, People um you know they're having to pivot and do things that they may not have traditionally done. I think Tim and Derek both said that as well, but you know the to me like the the foundation of what we try to do with artists and marketing is all the same. you know it's just that we are now strategizing for you know all online as opposed to the old mix, which was predominantly touring so you know, inevitably, you know, those of us on this call will hopefully be around for another couple decades doing this. We'll see other further changes. But I think what makes these guys successful is, you know, they've laid the foundation, they know how to get the most out of any situation uh, by focusing on the fundamentals inherent to that situation. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a really exciting time. In all honesty, and I think most of us on this call, you know, are thriving, you know, because as I said previously, you know, it's like we didn't have the chance to ever have the artist stop, you know, the engine is, you know, the car stopped, it's up on blocks and we're looking under it saying what, you know, what parts can we replace? What parts can we make better? Understanding that eventually the race is going to continue and we'll get the car back out there and, you know, presumably it'll just be better and we'll have a better, you know. Those of us that are, are, are spending the time and focusing on this and to the developing artists out there, those who are really using this time as a way to to work on some of these fundamentals, they're just going to be in a great spot, you know, when it does return to whatever the new normal is.
2: Every, every single band, every single one is... This is not a problem of like, oh, we just had a couple of bands have some bad luck. Like every single band is going through all this and it all... No one is growing touring-wise right now while this is happening. So we all have to figure out what we can do to grow, you know, on the other side, meaning the, the, the online side, the marketing yeah. side without the touring
1: well, awesome. Thank you guys very, very much. This has been a pretty amazing conversation. So thank you. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, uh, Derek from, uh, let's see, Derek, you're from Sheltered Music Group. Sorry.
4: There
1: you go. Yes. <laughs> Mike from yes. Ted Management, Tim <laughs> from Spine Farm, and Eddie from Undercover Marketing. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I hope you guys would will be willing to do this again. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome.
3: Thanks. Thanks, right. everybody. Thank you.
4: Thank you.
0: subscribe today to the daily music business podcast on your favorite podcast platform
2: what's up everybody i am finn mckenty host of the punk rock nba podcast part of the sound talent media podcast network my podcast is all about doing what you love for a living and every week i sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that